0: Unpacking the mini crises that shape who we are and what we believe in. This is Identity Crisis Collective with Chloe and Jake.
1: Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to the Identity Crisis Collective podcast. I have my job back, um, mainly because Chloe decided that she she sort of quit, I I think, after an amazing (laughs) performance last week. Thank has, you, thank has chosen, you so much. Chosen to sort of retire on a high, I think. Yeah,
0: it was a one night only kind of
1: thing. <laughs> and weirdly, enough fits in, actually as a segue into this episode. Um, we're talking about the exact opposite of having a fun time, which is being sober, um, because we are Lame. both we are, we are both uh, losers, and yeah. we're going to talk. I, I think because we're both in our twenties, it's a pivotal time. People are. I don't know it's weird We're in, we're in a bloody coming out of lockdown like it feels so weird saying it but like this is the age where we start experimenting we start learning what we do and don't like and mm-hmm. we're both we both don't drink and no. I think we're not uncool and That's as much crazy. as much <laughs> as we open by joking and saying you know we're losers and all that we're not and I I, I think we'll discuss this and it's probably going to be really weird because it's going to be an episode where I think we have similar views but then, yeah. you, but then you said something earlier, which I, I I don't know if we actually conflict on. So, I, I I'm going to start by getting some numbers out. Because that's what I do well. Um, so there's The stats this, guy. <laughs> I'm the stats guy. Everything needs to be empirical. So this is from July 2021, so earlier this year. According to the Centre for Alcohol Policy Research at La Trobe University here in Melbourne, the number of 18 to 24-year-olds in Australia who don't drink has doubled in the past 20 years. Now, I don't know if it's doubled from like 1% to 2%. I don't know how high <laughs> totally. that is. Because um, if... most of our audience would be very local so we'll understand well like this is normal to them there are some people who aren't and so i feel like we have to sort of explain the alcohol culture here where it's just seen as a rite of passage that at yeah i mean legally 18 but let's be honest well before 18 is that you have your first drink
0: that's the thing and i think that that's what like kind of makes it difficult sometimes and and genuinely i think that people who choose to be sober and people who choose not to drink or partake in other drugs or whatever, I think that it's, it actually takes a lot of strength. Maybe that's just me like tooting my own horn, but like sometimes it can be super duper hard and sometimes peer pressure is awful, especially living in Australia where it's like, it just, it just is what everyone does. Like, what do you mean you don't drink? Like, it doesn't make sense to people because it's such an Australian culture thing as well. I don't know if that's like me being dumb and, like, only living in Australia, so I only know about Australia, but I feel like it is. Like, it's an Australian cultural thing is we we make beer here and that's just a thing that's important to us as a culture.
1: We make really good beer, apparently. I don't... I've tried beer. (laughs) Allegedly. I've I've tried beer. I hate the taste of beer. I'm sorry, I do. I just don't get it. I don't have... It doesn't interest me in the slightest, but we have an amazing beer culture. We have an amazing microbrewery culture. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to work at a company where we are connected into that food and beverage sector and some of the stories that come out of there are fascinating they're really really cool and i don't want to then preach and say we're like anti-alcohol or we're not not puritanical by any stretch of the imagination but i i guess i'll i should talk about my journey i feel like i'm buddy at an aa meeting Um, (laughs) it's just i'm never really drunk i've I tried beer on one occasion when I was in the UK because I thought, well, you know, when in, it wasn't when in Rome, it was when just outside Oxford. And <laughs> I thought, you know what, let's try it. And Europe supposedly got really nice beer and it was absolutely revolting. And other than that, I've never had, I've never felt like I've needed to drink anytime I've gone to parties, which admittedly hasn't been very frequent for multiple reasons listen back to previous episodes of the podcast if you're trying to work out where that comes from um <laughs> I, I didn't go to many parties and I the, the my association with alcohol were people who would get blind drunk um who would yeah either pass out or just vomit or put themselves in situations that were fortunately they no long-term harm that we know of or they didn't end up doing anything that has hurt them but very, very silly situations one way or the other, right? So mm-hmm. I, I've, I've held up far too many people's hair while they've been vomiting, right? I don't need to be the person who's trying to find a bucket when they're staggering around completely you know, lost for any sense of, of what's <laughs> going on. And because mm-hmm. I haven't then drunk, I haven't actually built up a tolerance to alcohol. So if I wanted to start, I'm terrified of starting as yeah, well. So it's a catch-22. It's like, mm-hmm. haven't done it. So it's like, oh, I'm kind of missing out. But if I start now, I'm going to be a real lightweight, a real, real lightweight. So, yeah, I don't know why I set that up like I'm some kind of brave survivor because I'm not. It's just, <laughs> it's so to me, this topic, it's really fascinating and so disinteresting at the same time. Like, I find yeah. it really interesting why people do and don't drink in a culture where alcohol is everywhere. It's all over TV. It's all over media. You know, it's it that party culture and that, you know, like this whole thing of people go and start drinking when they're really young. People start drinking at 13 or 14. People drink because yeah. their parents decide Younger, they're allowed yeah. to drink. And I'm not making a judgment call on that necessarily. I just, it's that culture you're embedded in that and to then not mm-hmm. drink you feel a bit like a huge outlier
0: oh absolutely like genuinely i can't think of even a time that i've gone out anywhere where other people are consuming alcoholic beverages and i didn't get asked why aren't you drinking it just is a part of the the thing now of being sober and if i can i suppose talk about my journey as well like my dad was a binge drinking alcoholic and that was super difficult for me as a kid because especially because my dad is like my hero like one of the most incredible people on this earth to me and so seeing him go from like this amazing funny like sober guy to this still funny but like not speaking coherently and doing very very incredibly stupid things that a child should not see their parent do, that's the kind of stuff that's that's probably a little bit adding to the trauma that's, that's already sitting up there. I don't think that when I was a kid, I don't think I ever really made the decision to, like, I can't think of, like, when it was the time that I made the decision that I wasn't going to drink, but it was definitely super prominent in my childhood and, and in my, like, especially when I was in high school, I was very annoying and I was very against (laughs) drinking. So, when anyone would drink, I was that person that's like, you're disgusting. I'm like, I'm the vegan in this situation. Like, Uh, (laughs) I'm so annoying. We didn't go to many
1: parties together in high school and I think that's probably for the best.
0: Well, I, I don't think either of us were getting invited to many parties in well, high no, school.
1: No, we weren't. So, so really the sample size is very small. So the likelihood <laughs> exactly. that we overlapped was very tiny. But That um, is
0: exactly right. But I was just yeah. like, I was just annoying. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, the thing that like frustrates me is that I was such an activist when I was in high school that I was like, anything that is against what I believe right now is disgusting and garbage and you need to throw it in the bin right and I'm like now I'm an adult and I'm like oh things are not black and white like a lot of people can enjoy alcohol without being obliterated and that was not what I had experienced when I was a kid I did not experience casual social drinking I experienced fully grown adults drinking to the point of I can't even describe it anyways because the way that my family describes being drunk is the way that other people describe like having alcohol poisoning <laughs> like yeah okay that's that was normal i didn't understand that that people could do it and actually have fun and and that's something that i understand now as an adult which makes it even more confusing and conflicting because it's like okay i don't want to just let my trauma win and my anxiety and my my terror of not being in control of my body and all of that kind of stuff along with like being a woman and constantly being terrified for my safety and like not wanting to put myself in any kind of dangerous position but like I understand that I could have a drink and I would be okay and like I could do it casually but then again it's like addiction obviously runs in my family and it's like how do I combat that like do I just not do it at all like it's like so much stress that it's like I might as well just stay sober. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the anxiety thing I find really interesting because yeah, we're both anxious people. We both happen to be mm-hmm. sober. But I also sort of think about when I think of drinking, I think of the bad more than I think of the good. And and then I start to think, well, if the bad is really all that bad, I mean, then why do people at large drink? Because yeah. surely you look at that risk of doing something terrible and go, you know what, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, and and I don't know if that's because the culture is so normalized or if it's, and it could be multiple things, but I don't know if it's because of the culture per se or if it's just because this thing is sort of so hyped up to me anyway. I don't want to say it's to you or anyone else who chooses not to drink, but for me anyway, it's like, is this a, the avoidance of it has made it bigger than it actually is? Yeah. And I don't really have, I don't really have an answer. And I I hate these episodes because it's like, well, I feel like I'm not really saying anything. But it's true. I don't have the answer. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know how we, we have a conversation because I don't think the answer should be no alcohol or yes alcohol. I don't think it has to be a one way or the other type scenario. I think if we allow, if we have spaces for people to take a non-alcoholic alternative, non-alcoholic beer and wine is now getting really popular. I saw a, thr- it a, is a, I like saw a Twitter argument popular. today, and I, I need to get off Twitter, but I saw an argument today about non-alcoholic vodka, which apparently exists. and is people were, like water? <laughs> no, but people are arguing the merits of this back and forth because it's like, well, isn't the whole point of drinking vodka just drinking to get drunk because, let's face it, no one likes the taste, blah, blah, blah. So there's yeah. this whole back and forth. and Can't really relate because I didn't drink vodka i haven't drunk any of that stuff because also mm. you think about what for men anyway and this is a this is an interesting thing because i think it's also gendered but i i look at what we would what was being drunk when i was going to social gatherings when i was in high school and they were either just disgustingly like ridiculously high alcohol content yeah so you're, you're like you you double blacks that kind of thing um or it was beer and i don't like beer so yeah <laughs> that's that's a pretty easy choice it's like this thing smells disgusting and it makes me gonna throw up to smell again mm-hmm. and then his beer which almost has the same effect so there's nothing yeah there. whereas what were all the girly drinks as that's what that's how we frame them were all things mm-hmm. like cruisers which had nice fruit flavors apparently again the smell of it still made me want to puke but
0: yeah that, <laughs> me too they're
1: like there was a there was an appeal like, there wasn't yeah, this whole no, macho, you've got to like beer because beer is the real drink. Beer tastes like crap. And I think the sooner that we admit that as a society, We the all admit off we it, are. yeah. It's dreadful. Beer is dreadful. I'm sorry, it is. Beer is dreadful. I understand why. I, I, I understand the appeal of a drink that tastes nice. I get it. I don't understand beer, and I never will. And I feel no, like it's blasphemy I, again because yeah. of my work situation, but nevertheless.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, is like. For me, obviously, it's like associated with issues that I had in my childhood, but the smell of beer in particular and like strong, like dark liquors, like whiskey and stuff like that, like they make me just like want to gag because it just like takes me to a bad place, I suppose. So even just like the smell of something fermenting, like kimchi, like things that are fermented, like beer, like, make me sick. Like, kombucha, I literally can't even, like, think about kombucha. It just, like, makes me ill because it's just gross on so many... It's gross on its own, and then, like, the added level of trauma is, like, just an extra gross. Like, I can't even think about it.
1: It's interesting. I hadn't thought of that, but come to think of it, I've always felt weird when I see kombucha in a supermarket, and I don't know why. And I wonder it's whether that's that. Beer.
0: I've drank... I had... I drank it once, right, because I was like, I'm going to be so skinny, I'm going to drink kombucha. I literally took one sip and I was like, that is beer. That is what beer smells like. I don't (laughs) want it. That is disgusting. (laughs) Who
1: even are you? Just the way that you set that up. I'm like, you've (laughs) changed. (laughs) You've changed. Um, Actually, what is interesting, we talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast, but I think it's worth bringing up. Um, That social element, you're still someone who despite non-drinking, goes to nightclubs when we can and and to to things like that. How the hell do you do it? (laughs) Because I could not think of a worse hell on earth than going to (laughs) a social setting, whatever it might be, where every single person or the vast majority of people are completely off their head and don't seem to have any sense of reality whatsoever. I just... uh, Yeah. How do you do it?
0: I... Um strong <laughs> I'm totally kidding um no, no no I really I really love to dance when I when I dance it's like this this ball of energy is like moving through my body and it's just fun and free and I don't worry about what anyone else thinks especially in, in nightclubs where everyone else is hammered no one cares if I'm dancing like an absolute idiot like it's oh, that's an just excellent point. Exactly, dude. Like, it's just oh. fun and it's freeing and it's movement, which your body needs way more of. And, like, my body sure as hell needs more of. And so that's why I like going out to places like this. And I enjoy it as well because I set myself a boundary a long, long time ago that I was done taking care of people when they were drunk. And yeah. so when I reached that point and I set that boundary for myself, I haven't done it. Like I haven't done it since then. I'm not, I'm not holding your hair back when you vomit. I'm not worrying about you. Like you made your decision and you decided to drink and I decided to not drink. And that's a normal, a very normal thing is for you to decide to drink. You took it too far. You're throwing up. You're passing out. You're crying on the floor. I don't care. I'm, I'm done. I, i I've. I've I paid my dues of taking care of people that I shouldn't have to (laughs) and I'm done with that. Like I'm looking after me.
1: How did you go about having that discussion though with the people that you go out with? Because you go out with your friends, don't you?
0: Yeah, it's not really a discussion. Like I just don't take care of them. (laughs) Which is awful. Like, obviously, I, I mean that in terms of, like, I'm not going to let my friend go home with the stranger that's roofied her. No, but, but, but,
1: but you're not going to sit there and, and have your night ruined because someone's that's drunk exactly right.
0: so That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, I mean, it still happens. Like, I, obviously, nights have still been ruined by people getting too drunk and losing things and crying about this boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, nights always get ruined by random stuff like that. It's normal. But... I just won't take care of you. I'll just let it fester and annoy me on my own instead of like taking care of you first and putting my needs second.
1: I'm begging uh, any of Chloe's friends who are listening, please, <laughs> please DM us because uh, we need we need a counter view that we're this podcast. <laughs> this episode is is massively lacking a counter point of view, and I think we need it. Um, I want to see how many nights you've ruined um, oh, by being sober because you know I I, I, I can imagine. <laughs> That because you're actually thinking, which means you've you've been thinking yeah. about life. Um, but
0: I think, I also think that I make my friends feel bad for drinking. Like, I don't do anything. I'm just not drinking. So, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll have one. And then they'll just have one yeah. and they won't have any fun. And I'm like, you don't have to, like, cut it out for me. Like, I'm I'm fine. I'm just not going to drink like I don't every other night of my life. Like, it's yeah, fine.
1: I, I get that, though, because, like, I my partner drinks. And I say that like she's an alcoholic, but it was like my partner is <laughs> someone who isn't. Like she'll, she'll drink, and like it, it's the same kind of thing. It's that feeling of like, no, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm not gonna suddenly think less of you because you're doing an activity that you were doing before we started dating, and that's part of your life. and yeah. it's your choice.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: And, but it's an interesting one though, because then I feel I I internalize it. I don't think that she really. I don't think she gets worried about it or, or anything like that. I then internalize that I am yeah. less worthy of attention or I'm less exciting because I'm not drinking.
0: Yeah. And so, I feel that. <laughs> and like you go to a
1: party, like you play a game like Beer Pong, and I'm like, I can't play this.
0: No, it's and, awkward. And, it's and the, so, it's awkward. so awkward. Don't ask me to play beer pong. Do not ask and the, me. And, the, and it's then they go, so oh, awkward. no, but it's
1: all right because, like, you can play and then, like, you're part And I'll drink for I'll drink you for or you. this
0: person will drink for you. No, but I'm not playing. I don't want to play.
1: Correct. And here's the problem, right? There's two issues. The first is it's cheating because I'm sober. So
0: Exactly. I'm <laughs> throwing while I'm sober.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing. I could, number two, as a counter-argument, I could use your logic of, of what you do dancing at nightclubs, which is I have terrible motor skills. I could very well... <laughs> throw like a drunk and it, it would pretty much there would be no advantage by having me on your team so yeah yeah it, I, it's just awkward isn't it it's this it's thing of so, like uh, i don't belong in this space and that's why that right. i don't i don't impose <laughs> i don't go up to i don't go oh yeah exactly fuck, you're, you're not inviting you. me to things but
0: yeah
1: oh, it's hard it's a like, really awkward genuinely situation.
0: That is such a niche thing that I didn't realize that other people who are sober experience (laughs) that I found out just then. Because I've had situations like that. Like, I went to a birthday party once, and, like, the the people were really nice, and they were like, you know, we love that you're just, like, having fun and you're joining in, you know, just because you're sober. But they would, like, they, like, poured out shots for everyone else, and they poured me, like, a shot of water. And I felt (laughs) so uncomfortable. (laughs) And I was like, I... Literally, I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. But they were like, good on you for like joining in. And I'm like, don't good on me. Like I can, I can be sober. Like, why are you trying to include me? I don't want to be included in your shot taking. I'll be the one that takes a video of you. It is. And like, I like, give me your phone, and I'll take a video of you taking a shot. Because let's be honest, that's what we all want. Yeah. And I'll just stand there. I don't need to make a shot with you and I don't need to play beer pong with you. I don't feel left out. I promise you I don't feel left out. Please stop asking me to play drinking games with you because it's just it just isn't fun. And like I've done it before as well where people like we're playing like truth or drink or whatever something like that and they'll give me like a shot <laughs> of tomato sauce sorry, and it's sorry, like Hello. sorry.
1: Sorry. That <laughs> that is the worst concept for a,
0: yeah. for a game. <laughs>
1: Because what you've done there is you've taken truth or dare, you've, you've, what you've Eliminated
0: the fun part. You've eliminated the fun
1: part. Truth or drink.
0: Yeah. What? Exactly. But it's like, I don't, like, don't pour me a shot of tomato sauce. Like, don't pour me a shot of water. Don't, like, ask me to play beer pong and then give me, like, pickle juice or whatever. Like, I don't, I just don't want to be a part of it. Like... I'm, but the thing is that I'm not feeling left out. Like, I feel just fine. I'm having fun and I'm having fun watching you guys have fun. And that's all that matters. Don't ask me, please. And, and
1: it's not like you can, uh, I come back to truth or, truth or, what do you call it, truth or drink. I'm, <laughs>
0: truth or drink. I just,
1: I'm I don't struggling. even know if that's
0: real. I could have made it up because I don't drink.
1: <laughs> no, but it's possible. Like, I've played Truth or Dare with, with people who have been drinking before and it's fun being drunk, like, that's the whole... You know Cards Against Humanity, right? Like, that's the whole concept, is, like, doing things when you're drunk, or you're, like, either you're terrible people, or you're doing it when you're drunk, (laughs) because when you're you're drunk, things are funnier and all that stuff, right? Yeah. That's the whole... That genre of activity, whether you actually have Mm -hmm. cards or not. And you know what? It's bloody fun, but all you do is you set boundaries beforehand, and, you know, I think the general rule is if someone can't speak, it's probably time to wrap the game up and wrap the drinking up.
0: But yeah, it's... You know, that was such a to- sober person thing to say. I know, as well.
1: I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm really this is this podcast needs a hell of a lot more balance than we're giving. But
0: you know, like- but this is an important perspective I think to have, and also because yes, we're two people who have a very similar opinion on sobriety. But in comparison, like the rest of Australia, like tons <laughs> of people do not have that opinion, and they will listen to this and be like. Wow! Like, is that how people actually feel? Like, what the heck? That's crazy. Do you get asked often why you don't drink?
1: Uh, it comes up every now and then. It's not a very frequent thing, but also because, again, we're in an era where we don't go out to places. Obviously. <laughs> so, like, I feel like I've had this really stunted social life, but I have lost, in fairness to myself, about two years. So Yeah. Uh, it comes up every now and then, and... I th- I found that generally comes from a place of interest. Like it's not a, I haven't found the patronizing thing that you have. And yeah, it's almost always wanna, patronizing. I almost want to say it's the people you hang out with, but I know that's going to cause controversy, <laughs> um, even though I've just said it, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it It's always when I've had the conversation with people, like I've, <laughs> I had a conversation with someone who's like the exact polar opposite of me in many, many ways. Mm-mm. And they were like, yeah, you know, what? I respect that. And I'm like, cool i don't respect you in the slightest but that's nice
0: and, <laughs> i don't respect your decisions <laughs> but thanks for respecting mine
1: <laughs> and, and it wasn't it wasn't drinky that, that wasn't that had nothing to do with the alcohol but it was just like yeah oh wow it's nice that someone of the cool kids club respects me because i then once again reduce everything down to i am not cool because i drink and yeah i struggle with my identity in many many mm-hmm. ways hence the name of this podcast but i struggle with it ra- around alcohol because i feel like i'm I miss out, I know I don't actually miss out, so it's a weird fomo in that I yeah. feel like I'm missing yeah. out because I, I, know I exactly feel I feel like I'm being judged, and I know I'm not my mm-hmm. last party I went to was my girlfriend one of my I think my girlfriends I say one of my girlfriends that's so wrong <laughs> a party that my girlfriend put on I'm pretty sure it was her twenty first but it was so chill and respectful, even though I wasn't drinking to excess, and I don't think anyone mm-hmm. there really was anyway um. <sighs> Wait, and, and I then have memories where people were up till I want to say five in the m- no seven in the morning. They made it. They made it through to seven. Amazing. Um, and I went to bed really early, which means I spent the whole time just with my head in my hands, going, "Please stop. Please,
0: <laughs> please, run
1: out of energy." Because like it didn't start. Yeah. The party didn't start till late, and it was just a really it was see yeah, yeah
0: that that is a skill that that comes from being the child of like party people is that i can sleep through anything <laughs> like that <laughs> is one skill that i am thankful for because no one's waking me up no one's waking me up today i will gladly sleep all the way through your little party a little fun gathering that i don't want to be a part of will be snoozing my little wife away so thank you mom and dad <laughs> for that and but my sister's the same as well she's like when you when we were younger it was just every the party's happening around you and you just find somewhere to sleep because you're a child and you need like eight hours
1: i think the worst is like this was in such a small place like you physically you couldn't avoid noise. you couldn't avoid- yeah and no, i, mean, and I her sure. neighbors will have been Lightly, royally oh mimics, my god. No doubt. It would have been terrible. Yeah. But I just, I just, yeah, I find the th- it's really amusing and yeah, I <laughs> I just, I, I sit there going and like having like a, a panic, almost a panic attack, laying in bed going, everyone thinks I'm a dog. No
0: one likes me. Yes. I, I feel that all the time because it's like, I, it's not that I am excluding, um, I suppose I am excluding myself, but like people start to exclude me because I'm not drunk. Like at the beginning it's fun and it's fine. But as soon as people start getting drunk, it starts to be patronizing and kind of awkward. So I'm like, oh, I'm just not really feeling it anymore. And like, I just kind of want to be alone. And then It just, like, makes me more of a square than I already am. And then I hate myself because I'm like, why are you such a loser? No one likes you. (laughs) It's, like, really gets into spiral nation. But what I, like, like you said about the, like, patronizing thing. Like, I'm very, very lucky in the fact that I don't drink because of trauma. And so I can say that. And it's like a viable excuse, like not always, because there's definitely people who are super rude and will be like, yeah, but doing stupid stuff and having fun is the point. And I'm like, seeing my dad shove a glow stick up his nose and pull it out his mouth was not fun for me when I was five. (laughs) That was terrifying. And I thought he was going to die. So like, probably no, like Actually, no. The point of drinking is not to do dumb stuff and have fun. The like, what is the point of drinking? I don't know, but that's not it for me. If I were to ever drink, I'm lucky because I get to just be like, oh well, my dad was an alcoholic, and immediately people were like, oh oh okay, <laughs> so yeah. it's like fine. <laughs> I was
1: gonna I was I was gonna ask how you handle that um, moment of people asking you if you want to drink because it happens well, to me all the yeah. time and from people who know. Oh what I yeah. drink. and I'm not offended by it because I don't expect people to like they're, they're trying they're just being you know polite and offering and I don't have a problem with it as as long as you accept my answer is going to be yeah no thanks I'm alright I need to get a better excuse I know that um, and that's that's pretty much my big but you um, shouldn't have to no I know I shouldn't but I will like, and I'll, I'll use designated driver deal. excuse <laughs>
0: Far too oh, much. I love the designated driver excuse. Thank you. Thank I will have you parties God, for parties the designated place. driver excuse. I'll have
1: parties where I'm not driving yep. and I will use yep. the designated driver excuse. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. That, because
1: <laughs> yes. the thing is, most people don't think, they don't go, oh, hang on, you're not going anywhere. And the ones who do, most of the time, won't call you out on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we
1: stand people uh. who um have terrible situational awareness. That's the point of this episode. That's
0: exactly right. <laughs> That is exactly right. I think, um, like, I suppose my last point that I want to make, because that's the thing is, like, we have very different perspectives in terms of, like, why we don't drink. Because realistically, if I didn't have bad things, I wouldn't – I would probably drink. Like, I'm I'm a part of that kind of scene. I love dancing and I love loud music and I love that vibe. I would probably drink. But if I didn't have bad things happening to me, like, you know, sure. who, who knows? But I was talking to my cousin the other day. And I think that the, the the thing with kids of alcoholics is that they have an obsession with alcohol, regardless of whether they drink it or whether they don't drink it. Like, I have an obsession with alcohol in terms of I don't want it. I don't want to be anywhere near it. And I think about it all the time. I think about not wanting to be anywhere near it. And I think right, about how yeah. much I hate it all the time. And my my cousin, who she's young, and she had has a parent who has binge drinking issues and had previously a parent who had binge drinking issues. And she's, she's obsessed in terms of like, she wants, she needs it all the time. Like that's all she thinks about. And she's young, but she's, and obviously all young kids kind of think about alcohol all the time anyways. But she's like, I'm obsessed. Like anytime there's alcohol on the table at any point, like I need to have it. And I'm like, that's terrifying. Cause I love you, yeah. <laughs> but it just is what it is. Like, it's like one of those things that, and maybe it's not even just kids of alcoholics it's like kids of people living in australia is like you have this obsession with like especially starting drinking at such a young age it's like you have this obsession with needing the alcohol because but, it's it's some side type of like social like importance kind of thing
1: yeah it's it's funny i've always had an interesting fixation when there's been alcohol present and i think because i have the exact opposite sort of introduction to alcohol, which is I've been a family that doesn't drink very much. Yeah. And so like if there was alcohol around, it's always, you know, a bottle of wine at a dinner thing or something like that. And yeah. it was always this weird outlier. And I feel like in that case, it's probably the opposite effect. It's that lack of familiarity, that lack of normalizing made it so yeah. stand out, which is funny, funny, which is interesting given our culture normalizes drinking so much. Um and I like the the the, the mid to late two thousands was let's face it a golden age of advertising for the alcohol industry. I mean, yeah. the, the Carlton Draft big ads were just incredible. Some of the best television ads ever made. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, because I have to be abstract, it was so abstract that I don't think I really caught on what alcohol, like. I, and obviously, it's a beer commercial. I wasn't thick, but I don't think <laughs> I really understood what that meant. I don't, I, I think yeah. I could, intellectually I can understand, but I don't think emotionally I did because I didn't have that attachment. Whereas maybe if I grew up with people drinking alcohol or drinking Carlton draft or whatever, I'd be able to go, oh, that's that brand from that TV ad. And maybe I want to drink that too. Cause that TV ad's cool. Whereas I didn't, I had that yeah. separation. I didn't have any connection between the reality and the, the abstract. So I don't know. I, it's just, it's I had like
0: one. the opposite, <laughs> the opposite thing, because I wrote down in our little notes thing the ad of the kid getting the beer for the dad. You, you know the ad I'm talking about. He goes, "Oi oh, son, get me a beer" or whatever. It's like I don't know. And then he goes to the beer, the fridge and then he gets a beer and then he gets old and then he calls his son and then it's just like a cycle oh, that repeats. Yeah, yeah,
1: I remember that. And one. that
0: ad, like, apparently it stuck with me forever because I was I was talking about it the other day and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that ad was super important to me and I don't know why. Like. Because, well, I do know why, obviously. But when that ad came out, I said enough's enough, and I did not. I don't think I've grabbed gotten a beer out of the fridge for my dad in like how old am I in probably fifteen years? <laughs> yeah, well, you, <laughs> because I was just like geez, enough's it's enough, it's, uh. <laughs> literally. No, but literally, I'm like, it's I. I just said I. This ad is correct. And when you ask me to get a beer, even though I'm underage and I shouldn't be in contact with alcohol at all, very underage, like as in I'm five, you're setting the precedent that that's appropriate and it's not. And my little five-year-old brain obviously thought this and was like, absolutely not. And I was not like not having it. And my dad was also not having it. Like I would get in trouble frequently because he would say, grab me a beer. And I would say- no. And he would say, that's hilarious because I'm your dad. And I'd say, that's hilarious because you're raising me wrong.
1: (laughs) Because the the television told me not to and the television's always right, isn't it?
0: Exactly. I was raised by the television.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is in itself a whole other episode of the podcast. Oh,
0: jeez, Yes.
1: I think my key takeaway from this, other than I need to get my license so I can be the designated driver, um...
0: (laughs) Oh my god! I didn't even think
1: about that. Aside from that, Jake. <laughs> Um, I, I do you want know In all seriousness, I I think I want to go night
0: <gasps> You would like, hate it, but it would be so fun for me. I
1: like. I want to try it as a social experiment. I've thought about it before. <laughs> I think it would just be very interesting to go because I'm not going to drink. Yeah. I'm not going to go there and drink. Um, and I mean it's going to be a while off because of COVID and everything. I'm not. You know, rushing out. But mm. maybe, maybe in 2022, there might be an opportunity, and maybe in the right circumstances, you can convince me to go out and we can people watch together, if nothing else. You can dance and all that. people watch.
0: I love that for you. I mean, the people watching at nightclubs is very fun because people are not okay. Is it no, <laughs> a, thing,
1: a thing that people do is like go with with friends who are, like, totally just friends, like, nothing at all, like, to just watch people at nightclubs? Because I feel like <laughs> that's wrong, but at the same time is an amazing content idea. I don't know.
0: That is, like, a solid YouTube video. I have to but resolve also, like, terrible sound. Ethic- sound.
1: Yeah, like, I have to resolve <laughs> some ethical problems with this. Don't get me wrong. I'm still... I have to sit with this. But I don't know. I'm,
0: I'm curious. But I like it. I kind of really like it. Um, My main takeaway is that I find it very easy to come up with excuses for my trauma (laughs) instead of just blanket statement saying what it is because how many times in this episode did I say bad things (laughs) instead of trauma
1: oh yeah we totally skirted around a lot of the the issues here yeah Um, yeah and if these things are like an issue to you we've got some support numbers in the show notes as well oh absolutely totally feel free to reach out to those if you do need
0: and reach out to us because we are just some sober losers. And if you're thinking of getting sober, like we have some top tips on how to how avoid do we, how do we annoying have people. Tips?
1: Oh, right. Okay. I was just yeah, that's worse. We don't have top what... tips on getting sober, because we've never been drunk. Like, we've we,
0: been doing it.
1: We, like we, we don't have the we don't know how to kick an addiction. Well, Jesus Christ. No. But
0: if you, I'm if not you an to... AA coach.
1: No. I mean, hey, look, you can always pivot. You know, I feel like the good old uh, mid-career pivot. For you, you could be an <laughs> AA coach. They're not cool coaches, oh, are they? Amazing. I don't know, I've never been. I have
0: angry. no idea. I literally couldn't tell you, obviously.
1: We are so uneducated. <laughs> On that terrible bombshell that we are totally unqualified for AA, I have been Jake.
0: I've
1: been Chloe. And we'll see you next time on the Identity Crisis Collective Podcast.
0: Bye. Bye.